Today, I have with us Sarah Leslie. Sarah is a seasoned professional dedicated to helping individuals upgrade their lives. With over 20 years of experience as a licensed clinical social worker, she has supported diverse populations from all walks of life. Now an upgrade coach for high-impact leaders, Sarah empowers them to achieve personal freedom through upgrading their self-leadership and increased visibility. Her commitment to personal growth sets her apart as she believes in continuously upgrading oneself for fulfillment and success. Without further ado, here is my guest host for today, Sarah Leslie. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred, it's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. Welcome back to Choose Your Next Yes. I am so excited. I have another guest with me today. I have Sarah Leslie, and I'm super excited. We've got a little bit different spin on um, my normal content, and I'm super excited about this because she's going to bring a little bit different spin on things and really kind of vamp things up for us. It's always nice when I have someone who can share the load with me and bring a different perspective. And so I am super excited. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. You're welcome. We're super excited to have you. Uh, How is it up there in North Carolina? Tell us about that. North Carolina is great. North Carolina is beautiful. We travel around and we've been here since um, off and on since last October. And now we're staying literally in right downtown, which is a whole new experience. And it's been great. So you have a little bit of a story with being in North Carolina. Can you give us a little bit of information about that? It's kind of an intriguing story. And I'm kind of jealous in a little bit of a way (laughs) about the whole thing. I get that. I totally get that. I get that regularly, actually. Uh, You know, I lived in Florida for years and years and years and years is the easy way to describe it. And about three years ago, I really felt clearly that I was getting a calling to head to North Carolina. And the way that I kind of know, you know, at least one of the ways that I will describe God talking to me is when I hear it in threes. And so I'd heard Asheville in threes and I was like, okay, I guess I'm like, need to at least check this out. 
So I headed up that way and in a very short period of time had reconnected to someone I had known in my past and we're now married. And one of the things that both he and I had wanted to do for years is travel more around the country. And he very much wanted to travel in a camper van. So that was not exactly my first choice, but I was like, okay, cool. I'll try it out. Let's see what, what happens. And we ended up traveling around the U.S. in the year of 2020 in a camper van for the first six months of our marriage. That's so awesome. I love it. Yeah, it's been Carefree. quite an adventure. Carefree, enjoying your new life together. That is so awesome. I love it. Well, you know, part of it is we're in our 40s, middle 40s. And we very much, we'd both been married before. And so we very much buy into the concept of, um, I forget exactly how the scripture refers to it, but buying back the time, right? That no time mm -hmm. is lost. And mm -hmm. so while we had that feeling of like, man, why did it take so long for you and I to get connected? And we've always wanted this kind of relationship. And so we just decided we're going to do everything that we can and everything that we know to do to be able to get the time restored. And so going on the camper van journey for six months, let me tell you, it is an adventure and it is carefree. And it's also very much real life, right? Mm -hmm. And it's real life in basically a studio apartment with another right. human. <laughs> exactly. So we yeah. got real quick, got into doing the internal work to be able to live well together. <laughs> well, kudos to you because I love camping and a week in a pull behind is plenty for me. So <laughs> I don't know how you do it long term, but it's exciting and I love it. I love it. And you're getting close to moving on again, you said earlier. Yes. Yes. So we're in downtown until the end of August. And then we've got a couple of local places to visit family for September and then um, October and November. And then we're looking to head out someplace we haven't been before and probably flying. Awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I love it. Thank you. Good luck with everything. And I know God will take you exactly where you're supposed to be. And um, I had I gave less, uh, sorry, Sarah. So I gave her a disclaimer earlier that I'm still fighting this cough. So if there's a lull, it's because I'm trying to get rid of a cough before I talk. So along with Sarah's story, I asked her earlier what her favorite bucket place list would be. And where did you say that would be? Right now, we're looking at Costa Rica. We oh have like several places on the bucket list of places I want to go. Um, but right now, we're really seriously considering Costa Rica. That is so cool. I love it. I've never been there, of course, but I would love to visit someplace like that and just like be there for a while, check it out, get to explore. That's so wonderful. Yeah. So do you, yeah. is there a reason that you've chosen Costa Rica? Is it something to do with what you do or why, why, why are you thinking that's the place? Uh, so Troy and I had both had that place on our hearts for a while mm -hmm. and a lot of people have given positive reviews about it. I would say primarily, one, it's warm. I desire to, to be someplace warm. Troy actually loves the cold, but he's willing to be someplace warm because I would prefer it for the months of December, January, February. Mm -hmm. And we also just like the slower pace of life 
which typically, you know, some of those Southern countries tend to have. Awesome. So that's what we're looking for. Great. So let's um, flip it a little bit and let's talk more about what you do and why you do it. So yeah, what, do you absolutely. Do what, what, what do you do? How do you connect with people? Yeah. So I'm a coach and I was a therapist for 20 years. And I just got to a point where I realized I'm not able to help people make the biggest shifts that I really want to help them to make. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had to make some personal shifts myself. And I got introduced to coaching in a whole new way. Um, and I just fell in love with it. So now I call myself an upgrade coach. And I'm specifically working with high impact leaders who are ready to elevate their life to the next level. I have actually never heard that before. And Okay, say it again. An impact? What'd you call it? <laughs> so it's an upgrade coach. Upgrade coach. Got it. I'm going to write that down so I don't forget. <laughs> yeah. And okay. it came about, right, because people were wanting to, when I first got started in coaching in the last five years, people were were wanting to call me either a mindset coach or a life mm-hmm. coach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes, and not encompassing, right? I do this bigger thing where I really help people get into the paradigm, the worldview that they're living from. What I started to find definitely in therapy in the 20 years I was working with people, hearing all of their life stories. And then in the last several years here with coaching, I started realizing people are so conflicted internally. And so I started really assessing what am I doing that's different to help people really shift in a radical way. Mm-hmm. And it's really to help them upgrade their standards of living. So a lot of times people get very used to living in a certain way. Yes. And I just call it like at a certain level or a certain plane. And oftentimes spin on various things, whether it's inside of their career, or it's inside of their personal lives. And they just sort of get stuck into a rut for various reasons, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was like, well, what is it that I'm really doing to help the people that I've worked with so far? And it really is this concept of upgrading. Okay. So it's upgrading your standards, right? Because most of the people that come to me are like, I want my marriage to be better. I want my income to be higher. I want my job to be different. Okay. More, you know, those are the top ones. But then I was like, but really what's happening is I'm helping them to upgrade their thought process, their thinking, yes, and ultimately their beliefs around what's possible for themselves and for themselves being here in the world. So it really is mindset more than anything, but it's yeah, I like a deeper kind of mindset is what yes, I call it, right? Because yes. I'm getting mm-hmm. into the paradigm of how they live. Right. So can you tell us more about that or give us some examples or you just take the lead sure. on this? Okay. Yeah. So uh, the way that I think about it, right, that's different from mindset alone is that mindset really gets in and looks at your thoughts. And it doesn't, at least in my experience, when I've worked with people that would refer to themselves as mindset, they haven't actually gotten into the deeper, deeper parts of what do you believe you're here for? In other words, why are we all here on the planet? And uniquely, what is your purpose here on the planet? Exactly. Which for me really gets into worldview, right? Which is kind of like the base that holds all of your beliefs together. So you can do mindset, which is like helping people reorient their perspective around 
work and about money and about relationships and love. But if we're not really going into the deeper inner workings of the way that their beliefs are connected to each other, Mm -hmm. then at some degree, you're going to come back to, I'm feeling stuck again, or I'm feeling a spinning happening. Uh So that's really the difference for me. And, And so I basically came up with my own title, which is Upgrade Coach, because it's combining these different components and really coming up with helping people basically upgrade their worldview right. so that they can, you know, let's just take, for instance, I have one client right now who I am helping her go from working in corporate America to actually, she's now wanting to be a coach. And so I'm helping her to shift into her own business. Mm-hmm. And what comes up, right, is we have all these other parts of her life that she's like, oh, and I'm struggling in this area and I'm struggling in this area. And so it's, What I've uncovered is that I can go into the very deep parts of this, the way that all of our beliefs are held together and tweak things just a little bit about how she sees herself and what's possible for her Mm -hmm. based on what she's learned about life and tweak it in just a way that it actually aligns with what her true goals are. Yeah. So if I didn't do that kind of work, Yeah. And we were really just focusing even on individual beliefs, right? She wants to change her business, but I'm not actually addressing the way that she thinks more broadly. If Mm -hmm. I just focused on the way she thought about money or the way she thought about business. Right. So this way she can translate into her eating habits, into the way she feels about her body, into Mm. the way she feels about love. She can translate what we're working on to impact all the areas of her life. And I think some of my, my ladies, um, they're searching for their purpose. They're trying to figure out next steps in life. And when I very first started, like I was really thinking more just their career, but as I have really started listening to my ladies a little on a deeper level, I realized it's not just their career. And I think some of them maybe... And even myself, you don't always think about like your experiences, your life experiences mold all of your thoughts and everything is connected. And I've really started being very cognizant of the fact that my experiences as an educator, as a mom, as a wife, as an ex-wife, as a daughter, all of those things have shaped how I believe as a Christian. And sometimes it's really hard to know where you want to go because of all of those experiences. And that I think that's where we get a lot of our confusion from. So if you're thinking about my my women, we're midlife women, we're empty nesters or getting ready to be empty nesters. And we're, we're just searching for purpose and what our next steps are. We need clarity from God. What can you talk to my women about on that end of things? Yeah. So for me, it really does come back to the big picture. Right. Um, When we're talking about purpose and we're talking about next steps, instead of really looking at what's going on with someone right now, my first question to them, well, maybe not always my first question, but well, I guess actually it is my first question on my consultation call. I'm always asking people, what is it that you want in the big picture? What is your vision look like? Now, admittedly, a lot of people aren't sure, which is totally fine. Correct. What I believe is that the vision is within you mm-hmm. because I believe that we're born with it. 
right? Mm -hmm. We're created in that way that God gives us a vision. Some people maybe would call it a mission, a purpose, why we're here. Mm -hmm. So it's about helping people tap into that. And what I would say, certainly to your women with where they're at in their life, a lot of the times, the reason why people say, I don't know, when I ask them, what's your vision? Mm -hmm. It's because so much of those life experiences that you just listed off, have caused the vision to go what I call just sort of underground. Mm-hmm. It's gone into hiding. Exactly. Right? And yeah. so if and I agree ahead. with that totally. Yes. Because yeah. I think it is because <clears throat> excuse me, all of those life experiences and when you have children and when you get married and when you're starting life, you forget who you wanted to be. Like I feel like we're much more clear when we're teenagers getting right out of high school and we're in that early 20s and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have a much better grasp on who we are or who we want to be than when we get yes. to this stage because maybe you've had kids, maybe you got married, maybe you had to take a job that you didn't want or go down a path that wasn't what you had planned and now you're so confused and you're just conflicted and you don't know how to get back or reclaim that woman that you once wanted to be. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly how it happens. Like you just described. I believe that is literally how it happens. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to this age and you're thinking, well, what is it that I'm supposed to do with myself now? It can feel like a big, sort of like a big black hole for some people, Mm -hmm. right? And it can feel scary Um, I found that people do a lot of things to actually prevent themselves from actually getting to this point, right? Whether it's various things in our relationships or in our careers where we end up prolonging uh, maybe the amount of time that your kids live with you or the amount of time that you stay at your job because you're fearful of what's on the other side of retirement or shifting careers or the kids are no longer there. And I think that comes with building that really strong connection with God and really having that faith of a mustard seed and trusting him completely. And it's hard. It's hard as a human to do that because you don't know what's in the future. And you, you know, as humans, we worry about things as moms, as women, we worry about things and we don't like not having control of stuff. And so it's definitely, you've got to have that trust with God to get you where you're supposed to be. Yeah. One of the, one of the shifts for me, as I heard you describe that, that I have found to be really helpful both for myself and now with the current people that I'm working with in the last year or so is to also consider it as having a lot of faith, right? And really even deeper than that, it's having an awareness of the concept of faith Yes, um, because it's, it's really what I've learned in the recent years is it's more of a concept when you think about faith, right? The belief in things unseen for mm-hmm. simplicity's sake, as far as a definition. Mm-hmm. So then we're always having faith in something. Mm-hmm. And so as you really study, For me, as I really studied, oh, I'm always having faith, which you could also replace out for trust in something. Then I started to get this awareness of like, okay, well, the times when I am worrying or the times when I am feeling anxious, I'm actually putting my faith in something other than God. Exactly. Which is such an eye opener to really sit with it. 
right? Yeah. And so then you can ask yourself the question of like, well, what are you putting your faith in when you're going into those places or sitting in worry or stress or anxiety? And so then being able you, to reorient. Right. And yeah. how do you work through that with your clients? Like, how do you help them to like really get in that place of having that deep faith in God? So I would say for me, it's really been a process of study and learning Mm -hmm. more so than anything, because again, growing up in the church, uh, very much in that whole system, I would say until about 30, when I was able to actually step back and really look at what I had been learning and what I had been saying, I believed from a more critical vantage point. And when I really started to be more of like the observer and looking at myself and what I believe, I started realizing that I had a lot of competing beliefs. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I was causing a sense of like internal conflict. Yes. So exactly. I had to spend time getting that sorted out because at the end of the day, right, as Paul talks about, you end up feeling like a double minded person. Yes. And I've had that. I mean, even recently, like, you know, people say God is not a God of confusion, but there's been a couple of things recently that I'm like super confused about. And I'm like, okay, God, I don't know. Are you telling me to do one thing? And like, because I feel very confused about what I'm supposed to be doing in this specific situation. And I think the enemy comes in there at that point. And it's really the enemy who's giving you that confusion. And you, the, we're back to that lack of trust, lack of faith in God. And we're just letting that worldview, the enemy come in and be that thing that we've got our faith in instead of God. So, yeah. So for me, it's like re-anchoring. The journey has been re-anchoring. And now what I help people with is re-anchoring in faith. Mm -hmm. From a place both of knowing it's true and also feeling it in the moment, like having feelings that support knowing it's true. Mm -hmm. But I go back to the knowing it's true because when we have feelings like I feel distant from God or I feel separated from God or I can't find my way back to that feeling that I like to have where things feel good. And so for me, it was like, okay, I have to have a foundation that allows me to know that this is true. In other words, coming back to this place of faith in God as a Mm -hmm. fact Mm -hmm. versus something that, you know, I think for a lot of years, I had the experience that I would waver because of the way that I felt. Mm -hmm. So even though I maybe knew some things, I wasn't as rooted as I thought I was in the knowing of the truth. Turns out for me personally, there was a lot of things that I learned in early childhood and into my twenties that really wasn't as clear as I thought it was in my Mm -hmm. Christian faith. And I think You know, when we're younger and stuff, we take a lot of things at face value. You know, I grew up in the church as well. And we just take because we're listening to adults. And so we just take in what they say. And things are very crystal clear when you're younger. And then when you get to that point and you have to start making those decisions, then digging into the Bible and digging into the word and really testing your own thoughts and what people have told you against what the word actually says, you know, it does become a little more confusing at that point. It does because your, your foundation 
is being shaken. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's really, you know, at the, at the heart of the work that I do with people, that's what I'm doing is helping them reshape their foundation. Okay. Um, which is why I feel so passionate about doing it because I know for me, when I started having that shaking happening, it was very unsettling. Mm-hmm. And I had always been a high achiever, a high performer, very like diligent. And so to have the foundation start to shake when I thought the foundation was very solid, mm-hmm. it was a very unsettling experience, which is literally what led me into coaching for yeah. myself. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I'm kind of the same way because I just was searching for something and I started this podcast. And as I've like really dug in thinking about my women that I work with and that I coach, like I really had some self-discovery my for myself. Things have really, my thought process, my thinking, my everything has been stretched and pushed and I love that because I think God wants us to be in that place and he wants us to really push each other's thinking and really do that rigorous, deep thought process growth. So I love when I get to talk to women like you who are very strong in their faith. They're very, you know, in tune with God and it makes it clear not only for my women, but also for me, like I grow every time I have a guest on this, on my show, because I get so much more clear on things that he's saying. And, you know, a while back when we were talking and I can't remember, I think you were saying this at the very beginning, he shows you things in threes. That's also my number is threes because it usually it's the third time before I realize, Hey, this message is for you. I love that also. Definitely. I hope you enjoyed the first half of my guest host, Sarah Leslie. I would like to invite you back on Friday to hear part two of the interview with Sarah and hear the rest of her amazing wisdom and the information that she has to share with you. I'll see you back here on Friday. Friday.